0: Good morning. We have been going through the book of Colossians. For those of you that have been following, we are now on Colossians chapter 1, verses 24 to 29. And we're just going to jump right in now. I will say that this is a fairly large body of text. We're looking at, uh, what, five verses. So we're going to take it a little bit of time, but I just, a little bit of time at this, but I just wanted to read this particular passage in context. So here I go. Verse 24 Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, to them. Uh, God will to make known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ, Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works mightily in me. That's Colossians Chapter one verses twenty-four to twenty nine. In our previous podcast, we centered our discussion on verses twenty-three. From it we gained insights into Paul's message about the Colossians standing before God. Paul declared that they were that their blameless status and lack of reproach were due to Christ's actions and their unwavering faith in him. Moreover, Paul emphasized that as long as they remain steadfast in their faith, they they would remain, they would maintain this status before God. Verses 1 to 23 function somewhat as an introduction to the epistle, and from this point forward, Paul will delve into the crux of his concerns and, and reasons for writing to the Colossian church. Let's focus on this part of that passage. I now I now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. The modern reader might find it peculiar that Paul rejoices in his sufferings. I mean, many preachers in Canada and the United States teach that Christians should not experience suffering or lack. The gospel is often presented as a means of obtaining spiritual and material blessing. In contrast, Paul's statement, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, seems counterintuitive. The question is, is what did Paul mean by this? This This verse has been a subject of much debate and interpretations, and some scholars believe that Paul is saying that Christ's Afflictions were insufficient to complete the work of salvation and that he himself is filling up what is lacking through his sufferings. However, uh, this is, interpretation is not widely accepted at all. A more likely interpretation is that Paul is rejoicing in his sufferings for the sake of the Colossians and that his sufferings is a continuation of Christ's sufferings. Paul's not saying that Christ's sufferings were Uh, were incomplete, but rather that he himself was participating in the sufferings of Christ as a member of his body, the church. In other words, Paul sees his sufferings as part of an ongoing work of Christ in the world. In in Philippians 3, Paul expresses a comparable sentiment where he expresses his desire to know Christ and share in, in in the fellowship of his sufferings. Essentially, Paul conveys that he considers it a privilege to be chosen as a minister of the most significant news within the most incredible story ever told. However, this high calling and responsibility also came with consequences. Listen to what he says. But whatsoever things were gained to me, these things I have counted loss for Christ. Yet, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. The apostles suffered for the gospel. They didn't prosper from it. In other passages, Paul acknowledges that he and the other apostles were regarded as the scum of the earth, often hungry and destitute, while the people they ministered to enjoyed positions of spiritual power and authority, as evidenced by the grace gifts that were being demonstrated in the Corinthian church. During these early days of the church, it was widely recognized that being a believer and following Christ could result in hardship, poverty, and even death. The New Testament accounts for how the early apostles endured suffering for their faith, beginning shortly after the death and resurrection of Christ. The apostles were pursued and persecuted, and Christians were also targets of persecution. In 2 Corinthians 1, Paul outlines the various hardships that he and the apostles had to face to spread the gospel. Listen, he says, we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. We were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death even in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. From the moment Jesus appeared to Paul on the Damascus road, Paul understood that his life was destined for suffering. He was informed that he would would experience great hardship for the gospel's sake, and certainly he did. In 1 Corinthians, Paul provides a comprehensive account of his and the other apostles' suffering. Listen to what he says. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. We have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We're fools, for Christ's sake, but you are wise. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure, being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. Paul's statement that he rejoices in his suffering for the sake of the Colossians may seem counterintuitive to us modern readers. Still, It reflects his understanding of his role as a gospel minister. Like the other apostles, Paul endured great suffering and hardship to spread the good news of Jesus. As modern readers, we should reflect on what it means to follow in their footsteps and be willing to suffer for the gospel's sake. What is your perspective on suffering? How does it affect your faith? Are you willing to endure hardship to share the gospel with others? All of us should strive to follow Paul's example and labor to present every man as perfect in Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit BrianPost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time. May peace and blessings abound in your home.